So joining me today is a man who was actually described as apparently everyone knows him. That's according to Reese and Rogan, by the way. <laughs> I appreciate them saying that. Not everybody knows me, but a lot of people do. Uh, dear. Of course, Stevie Aaron's back on the show. I mean, we've got lots to talk about. I mean, we've talked about wrestling in Newcastle, NGW, and the question which I've been preparing for for weeks is his wrestling fandom. So, so much to go through. But first, roll the intro. So before we came on the air, we were just saying that the last time I saw you was obviously December, the NGW show. It looked pretty hectic there. Do you know what I mean? It looked pretty hectic for you. You looked like you were all over the place. (laughs) I'm just enjoying the ride. No, you know, I've got the the headset on right, and I'm obviously getting instruction and um, obviously announcing big building, great crowd. Um, Did you enjoy it? I absolutely loved it, by the way, and especially first time seeing a cage match as well. Brilliant. Yeah, it was good fun, wasn't it? And uh, obviously, Miles was on the show, and uh, mm-hmm. he's uh, hopefully he keeps at it. He's going to go far, I think. It was. It was absolutely a great show. We'll obviously talk about later on the next NGW show, but I want to start with obviously a show we've not really spoke about much on this show. It's one, obviously, I'm going to be there in May. You were a bit surprised mm-hmm. with that, saying I'm going to show up. I I can't even remember where you said you lived, but I'm guessing it's uh, it's not quite south of the border, but it's a bit far for you to travel. How how far is it, Liam, to Newcastle? It, it's just short of two hours. Oh, it's not that bad then. So it's like no. me, obviously driving to Hull. So it's it's not too bad. Yeah. No, but uh, when obviously the tickets were there, and I will be honest, the the thing what really actually caught my eye was it's the names settle the score. If just for some reason that name drew me in, I don't know why. It's weird. And it's my name. <laughs> we actually had a discussion about the name of that event, and I, I we were just throwing things at each other. And it came down to, you know, I feel, and I feel quite strongly about this, and this is probably um, a topic that we've, we may have touched on in the past, I think. Um, I feel quite strongly about, um, you know, wrestling event names, you know, make it sound like an event. It's not a show, it's an event. And uh, I think there's just one too many um, that I think are, are, are unimaginative, uh, which is fine sometimes, you know. You know, Great North Rumble isn't that clever, but you know what it is uh, as a wrestling fan. Um, there's a few that are, are just a, a little too cute or or on the nose or parody. Obviously, this is on uh, the 4th of May, May the 4th. Everybody does the Star Wars reference and that kind of thing. Um, but I think, um, you know, it sh- wrestling should be presented in a, in a certain way. Um, I like the, the more serious names. And I think, yeah, settle the score. And I think I must it, I must have been thinking about, like, Rowdy Piper and Hulk Hogan. Uh, you know, the water settle the score. Um, you know, let's shorten it. It wasn't my idea to shorten it. But, uh, you know, I remember, you know, throwing that name around. And, uh, yeah, settle the score. And some scores will be settled uh, on that date. You know, there's quite a few uh, rivalries going on in uh, wrestling in Newcastle. It's still a... A brand new promotion. It's only been going for a year now, and uh, yeah, it should be another uh, great night. Of course. So as we're obviously recording this, there is obviously three matches announced for the card. 
The first mm-hmm. one's obviously Brady Phillips, who obviously I've seen at Drew Great against Isaac North. I mean, what, what were we expecting with this one? Oh, this could be chaotic. Obviously, Isaac North from the Temple of Malham has caused all kinds of problems for Brady Phillips and Shreddy as well. And uh, they're going to have an opportunity to settle the score. Or will Isaac North take the championship? Who knows? You've got Violet Vendetta on the outside. Uh, she could be a factor. Uh, it should be an ins- exciting main event. Of course. And you mentioned Shreddy there. And this is one match I'm looking forward to is... Shreddy versus Rob Drake. Is this kind of like leading also with a few what you just mentioned there? Yeah, so so Rob Drake, the other half of Temple of Malham. Don't know if Violet Vendetta or his partner in Isaac North will make an appearance in that match as well. Maybe Brady will get involved with that. It's uh, you know, it, it could really break down, but uh, that is uh, the other main event. So it's it's like a double main event. Uh and uh yeah, we'll see what scores will be settled. Of course. And before I came on, this is two talent i'm not familiar with so oh, i'm excited that... for this ian skinner versus henry Forst. so yeah so uh Forst's look impressed looked impressive um skinner i don't know if you've seen the video uh there was an elimination in the the great north rumble and uh ian skinner obviously uh vowing uh to get uh some some revenge on henry Forst, who uh believes cost him the match of course you see the footage it was perfectly legal it was an elimination over the top rope and to the floor and uh it'll be exciting to see them go one-on-one um in may yeah, of course so you just mentioned great north rumble there let's take mm-hmm. a few steps back and obviously talk about the great north rumble which was obviously january which was three weeks ago i believe is that right, that was roughly about right. something like that yeah a few weeks back yeah and... it was a sold out crowd uh, great crowd there at the Forest Hall Social Club. It's a small building. I'll be I'll be perfectly honest honest with you, but it um you know we we get as many people as, as we can. There's uh, there's a few hundred people, a few hundred fans in the building, and uh, it's very exciting when it's sold out. Absolutely, and there's some great names obviously on the card. There was obviously Adam Ball, who again up and coming, Scotty Rock, Reese and Rogan. Mm-hmm. I've said that obviously they're the best tag team. ZZ and Ivy. This is a a rivalry that seems to be going from promotion to promotion, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, from my understanding, and, and I don't know their personal backgrounds or anything, they've been best friends, they've been rivals. Um, ZZ, you, you know, you, you mentioned yourself, Liam, I remember you messaging me talking about how, high, how, how tall she is. I think she's taller mm-hmm. than me. Um, and, and her and Ivy have had uh, some run-ins uh, in wrestling uh, in Newcastle. Um we had uh, a tag team match uh, where ZZ was cost the match by Ivy, uh, who used the megaphone that she likes to to talk through and deafen myself and and the fans as well. Um, but this was, uh, yeah, this was a one on one match. There was no Lana Austin to get involved, uh, so it was straight down the middle and uh, and ZZ picking up the win by submission. Yeah, and the thing is, I'm looking at the timestamp here: six minutes twenty. That seems a little bit short, to be honest. Well, bell, bell to bell. I mean, you know, they, they, they went at they went at it. I mean, I'd, I'd have to watch the the match back to to uh, recall every minute detail. But uh, but yeah, time um, times from bell to bell aren't always the the full story. But uh, it was a it was a good match, and uh, yeah. There you go. And of course, the Great North Rumble, twenty men. Was this a traditional, obviously, Royal Rumble, or was this certain rules or things? There was no real changes to the rules. Um, I've done rumbles before where pinfalls have count, counted uh, submissions, much like the uh, was it Aztec Warfare in um, 
Lutcher Underground and people have done variations of it. When I was in um, What Culture Pro Wrestling um, or Defiant, we did the uh, the uh, we did the No Mercy, was it called? The, not No Mercy, uh, No Regrets. That's the one. Uh, Rumble match, uh, which was pinfalls. Um, that was actually uh, Drew McIntyre's uh, farewell, so to speak. He defended the title in in that match. And, uh, yeah, that was pinfall submissions and over the top rope to the floor. But in win wrestling in Newcastle, it was uh, over the top rope to the floor. I was doing the, the, the timekeeping, so it was the legit 90 seconds each entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that, that's all I've got to say about that. Yeah, it was for a, a, an upcoming title shot. The winner gets to choose um, the actual date of when that title match will be. No word from... Uh, the, the, the keg meister stoker there um <laughs> the keg flinger whatever he's calling himself these days but stoker won he was the underdog never won a match before in wrestling in newcastle um lost to um huxley earlier in the night that was for uh you know the, the number one position so as as a result of losing that match he came out at number one but he went all the way and uh, and won the first great north rumble there you go, there you go. And of course, the other show you're highly obviously involved is obviously NGW, which we discussed obviously at the start. Next yep. up, we've got Regeneration. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to be honest, these three matches overall, I'm super stoked for, let's be honest. Yeah, Regeneration, I mean, it's it's become something of an annual event. It's at the old uh, fighting grounds, the old proving grounds, so to speak, the, the birthplace of New Generation Wrestling there in Hull. And uh, if you're in the area, do join us if you can. I don't know if it's sold out quite yet, or um, I, I think there's only a few tickets left. But uh, yeah, some of these matches they go way back. Obviously, you know your, your main event there with uh, um, Sam Bailey looking to to reclaim the championship from the amazing uh, Matt Myers, and uh, yeah, that could really spill out of control. So the rules are laxed on that one, as you've seen. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Um, You've mentioned to me about wanting to see the match between Rampage and, and Ace <laughs> Matthews, and it's finally going to happen. Um, it is going to happen. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if Ace is going to try and get out of that one. Um, perhaps uh, he won't be able to on the night. And then, of course, you've got the, uh, the, the, the man everybody associates with NGW, perhaps more than anybody else, um, in, uh, in Nathan Cruz. And uh, to go up against uh, Vusik, who's um, been one of the thorns in his side for for quite some time, part of the uh, the, the the new gen group that's obviously uh, fronted by uh, the man that he defeated uh, in December, Miles uh, Kamen, and uh, maybe Reese and Rogan will show up. I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a good night. Definitely, definitely. So I, I think I messaged you with the Sam Bailey thing because. He got injured obviously in December, so it, mm. it it was a it obviously was a bad injury, so it's kind of like a point to prove for him, really. I think so as well, and uh, I know you know off the record um, he was disappointed, um, obviously the way he lost the match. Um, so this is a, a chance to for him to prove himself and and see if he's going to take that title again. Um, who knows what might happen, um, but uh, yeah, he's he's come. I, I think you're right. I think he's uh, he's coming back sooner than I would have expected, based on um, that particular injury. Though I don't know the specifics. Uh, but on the evening, it uh, it seemed very touch and go. Uh, the updates we were getting from the hospital. So, yeah. There you go. And if I remember rightly, uh, Lizzie has obviously announced for the show. Miles has obviously announced. 
Reese and Rogan. Is there any words who these are going to be facing, or is that more of a wait and see? I, I honestly don't know. Um, I was trying to get an exclusive before we came on from, from both NGW and Wrestling in Newcastle, but I couldn't get one. I'm seeing, actually, see if I've got a message there. I don't know if I've got... No, they're not giving me anything. So. <laughs> I did ask if we could <laughs> do an exclusive, but uh, no, uh, my hands are tied, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, and uh, there's another NGW show. Is it... June, I can't remember the next one after that. Uh, you'd have to get the date. <laughs> I'm well prepared here, Liam. Um, yeah, is it June? The is it? Is it... Oh, I don't want to say, I'd have to go on their website. I'll look, I'll do it. I'll sort it. Sure? Yeah, I've got it. So that's going to be uh, another anniversary event, I understand. Uh, big one at the uh, the whole city hall, and we love the whole city hall. It's it's always fun, it's always jam packed. You got the details? Uh, I can 28th of June. At least said 25th, so I wasn't far off. Yeah, 28th of June. And it's a, and I've just realised that's a Friday. They've done Friday before, yeah. It's been a, 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 a big thing um, with NGW, but uh, thanks for reminding me there, yeah, Friday night. There you go. So uh, the the one in March is obviously East Mount, and the one is obviously Hull City Hall. Is that correct? Hull City Hall, That's yeah. That's the, the much bigger venue. Um always great there uh, that's that's the that's the venue where I've, i always tell people there was that one christmas it was it was eternal glory one particular year um which is their you know their biggest event and uh we had to turn people away it was completely wow. sold out so yeah even uh, I, I don't know how many people in there they tell me that uh, i hear mixed things I, I never count the attendances but uh people have told me that they've had over a thousand people in there um and they're not supposed to hopefully no one from Whole councils watching this, but <laughs> I don't know the Nathan Cruz would know the exact figures because he loves that stuff. So ask him. We can edit. We can edit this out. Don't worry. <laughs> Keep it in. It's fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so good. one thing I've always wanted to ask you is the wrestling industry or oh, the wrestling scene in the UK. For you hmm. personally, what's your honest opinion on the scene as a whole? I, th I think there's a lot of places and it's not necessarily a good thing. Um, I'll try and keep this as, as positive as I can. Um, there's a lot of places in terms of a lot of the, the talent, the good talent, and I do mean that, and the people getting around. I mean, you know, you've, I know you've had uh, Shreddy on the show and he's doing mm -hmm. really well now. He's just posted on social media about um, how his calendar's, uh, you know, completely full and good on him. I'm glad that he's getting the work. So in that regard, it's good. Um I, I'm still not keen on the places that only have the only draw flies, for lack of a better term. Um, some of the talent, obviously, not ready, which um, you know I think uh, isn't isn't fair to um, to audiences. Now I know that some of these um, some of these events, um, the tickets are cheap, much cheaper than ten pounds, which is pretty wild in this day and age. You know, to go to see uh, any kind of live event for less than ten pound. Um but it's it's not necessarily a good thing because the, the quality's not there. There's a lot of uh for lack of a better term, you know, um green talent and people who maybe should just stick to stick in training for just a little bit longer. Obviously um the name promotions, the promotions that you've heard of, if there's any fans out there that are unsure about attending a live event, check who's on there. Do they get around the UK? Um 
Are they uh, are they national talent? How much of the tickets is it going to be worth it? Maybe you don't mind paying seven pound for an event that you know you look at the poster and think, well, don't look particularly like wrestlers. But um, you know, if it's it's seven pound, maybe I'm helping out. But you know, I'd much rather they went to uh, an NGW or a win or um, you know one of the established places. Um, I think um, as well for me personally. I'd like to see um, promoters get away from, or you know, who's ever you know booking the events or, or, or running the cards, just just move a little bit away from the the, the wackiness that I'm seeing, the the things that are posted online, the videos and stuff, because I think there's too much parody, in and and it goes back to what we were speaking about earlier with the names of events and stuff. And I know it's a progress thing. I know like they like to call the events. Um, you know, silly references or references that don't make sense or anything, but and, and and that might be okay for their fan base. But in terms of drawing new people, casuals, what do they think of that? They're going to be very confused. Um, you know, uh, booking soap stars, I don't know what I think about that. <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about, um, yeah, but let's just get back to uh, this is what it is. This is pro wrestling. It's good enough as pro wrestling. We don't need to put the hat on a hat. We don't need to do the wackiness. We don't need to do the silly things. Um, but, um, yeah, um, I mean, surely the only way is up. Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And it's funny you mention that because the one thing, me, myself, and obviously you always have a good debate about is, Match placement. This is some obviously I want to expand on. We've always said that match placement's key on a card. It can be, way. yeah. Like a prime example is obviously the last show I went to. That with a title match. Sometimes I'm, is that more fan expectation or is that just? just what Do you is think it? that's? A, I think that's a WE influence because um, in the last, I'm going to say, maybe not twenty years. But maybe 10, 15, if you look at their pay-per-view events um, in terms of WWE, um, there was this tendency for the last, especially, you know, before uh, Vince went, it was certainly Vince's idea, I think, um, to put a major match first. And mm -hmm. it was, it was as, as, as someone who's, I mean, I don't know what you think of that, you know, putting a, a title match first. Um, even your secondary title, I, I always thought it was best to avoid that and to to build. I mean, you can put an exciting match on first. What you think is going to be, uh, 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 you know, your most exciting match or one of your most. It shouldn't be the most exciting match. It should be one of the most exciting matches. Or depending, depends where you're going. What story are you telling for the full events? Is this going to be an angle that's going to affect something later on in your show? Is it going to be something that's going to affect the main events? Like again, wrestling in Newcastle. Um, on the November event, the Gauntlet for the Gold, they did a, um, a four-way match, and I'm, I'm not the biggest fan, if you ask any of my friends, of, of multi-man matches, but the reason for that was the winner went on to compete in the main event, for example, so it's telling a story throughout. Um, the same with the, the, the last one you mentioned there, um, with, with, with Scotty Rock getting screwed over by recent Rogan. Um, that played in to the Great North Rumble because he couldn't compete. He was injured as a result of the attack by Reese and Rogan. Um, so it depends, you know, look at your full card. And and I always liked, and, um, you know, if you ask uh, the old 3CW promoter, Mike Groom, uh, when we, we, we booked together, but I always preferred being the ideas guy. So I was more like the one saying, you come up with the matches 
and then I'm I'm going to take that and we'll structure it, you know, and come up with something where it work what I feel would work best. That doesn't always uh, go to plan. Um, as I mentioned to you before, I think um, it was a, an NGW event, and it was uh, it was Lizzie uh, Evo, wasn't it? Who uh, who went out after the interval? Excuse me, indigestion. Um, and uh, we thought she was going because it was so it was so red hot for the match prior. We thought that the crowd was going to be a little tired, and she went out and she's such a heat machine that that was it. <laughs> they were all on her. So sometimes it doesn't go according to plan. Sometimes a, a promoter might want that downtime, you know, before your main event or before your big match. Um, but it's it's a very interesting uh, thing that you can look at. Um, I could talk about that kind of thing all day, um, you know. If I don't know if you've seen it, but there's um, it's 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 a video on the, it will be on YouTube um, about story theory. I'm, sounds like I'm going off on a tangent here, but I do have a point to this. I, I'm not claiming that you know matchmaking or match order is the same as writing a story, but it it, it kind of is. I feel to a point uh, because Trey Parker and Matt Stone, who write South Park, they do this lecture, and I think it's really clever. Uh, and this, what they say is that they'll come up with a scene, what they feel is a funny scene, but they'll they'll try and make sure that it's it's still story driven. So they'll do the mm -hmm. first scene, and instead of saying okay for the next scene, they won't say and then, and they say that's that's a number one mistake by by writers. And then they'll say therefore. So you've got the I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> they say it better than me, but you've got this match. Therefore, this match. Therefore, this match. Now for me, oh, I. In general, again, depends what kind of story you tell throughout the card. I would never book a multi-man or a tag team match first unless mm -hmm. there was a reason. Again, it's like that, therefore. So for me, I would put on a singles match. Um, and then if you're going to do a tag, you know, maybe another singles match and then a tag match. And it helps me as an announcer as well, because if it's an event that's not being taped and I'm, there's a bit more interaction with the audience, I can do the whole, um, okay, We've seen a tag team. We've sorry, we've messed that up. We've seen a singles match. We've seen women in action. Now we're going to see a tag team match, and it gets a pop because mm -hmm. the kids are like, "Oh, you know, we've seen two wrestlers. Now we're going to see four. If they've already seen four, why do they want to see two? Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, so that yeah. So it, there is theory. Doesn't always work, um, but uh, yeah, it's good to have some some kind of rules. I think. There you go. So I want to focus more now. I said your career. You've always been announced in for how many years is it now? Gosh, it's uh, it's over twenty, but for consistent events, it's twenty this year. If that makes sense. So you've got me at an interesting time. Um, interesting. Would have been March in two thousand and four when we launched um 3cw if you look at the date of wrestlemania 20 it was that night that we ran <laughs> our first live event but i bring it out before then and it's, it's funny you mentioned 3c do is 3cl did you say or 3cw, 3CW. Lost, huh? <laughs> yeah there's this, <laughs> not many with a three <laughs> now this is something you mentioned obviously to me quite a few times and i'm like what the mm. hell is this so please tell me what is 3cw well, I think I talked about it last time, Lee. I mean, you have to remember what I say. You know, you have to listen to me. So <laughs> we had um <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, so yeah, there was there was cream of wrestling uh that was based in South Shields, uh, where uh numerous people um 
trained and whatnot. And I think I mentioned that before. And then what happened, my groom, who's been a, a, a long-time friend of mine, he wanted to just run in uh, in the Teesside area. Um, so we came up with a name. Again, I'll take credit for the name. It wasn't quite me that, that said it. I just said it was a good idea. It was somebody who used to wrestle who said it as a joke, and they turned around and said, three-count wrestling because we were throwing everything out there. And they meant the, the old WCW tag team three-count. And I went back to it and said, actually... As silly as that sounds, that sounds quite good because I thought it was quite British and it was like, oh, people will know it's like one, two, three. It's corny as that sounds and everything. So I thought it was quite a good name. So so 3CW ran um, from 2004. I won't spend too much time going on on, on this, but uh, very much uh, got me involved more uh, with wrestling uh, as a promoter, as a ring announcer, as a commentator, a few matches I did for them as well. Uh, but it got me in contact with, with other places um, we had, um, I remember early days, we had, uh, Doug Williams there who took training seminars. We had, uh, Stevie Knight, uh, we had various people and they got me in touch with eventually the, the SWA up in, uh, in, uh, in Scotland. Um, uh, so I got involved with them. Um, there was, uh, Midlands Pro Wrestling, um, uh, which was, uh, Magic's old promotion. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of these people. Conscience was in, in Scotland, in Bells Hill. Um, it got me uh, announcing NWA matches, which is cool. I had a conversation the other day about this, just saying how cool it is um, to just to be involved with the NWA. There's just a, a feeling of legitimacy. When I did uh, MediaCon some years back, uh, for, again, it was Doug Williams versus Nick Aldis for the NWA title. And this is when they were filming. I don't know if you've seen it, Liam. They, they, were, they were doing the little videos, you know, when they built up like Cody for the mm -hmm. title and stuff. Um so they did this big match with Nick Aldis defending the title against uh, Doug Williams, and I got to announce it. And they had the the ring apron with the NWA on. And when you when you're announcing an NWA World Title match, you're like, okay, I'm legit now because this is the real World Title. You know what I mean? Um, so so I did I did kind of mark out for that. So in, in SWA, what they had because uh, they came from like uh, Hammerlock, who were the official uh, UK NWA territory. So they had the NWA Scottish Championship. Mm -hmm. So I got to announce the NWA Scottish title. Um, so we had a working relationship with 3CW. I've, I've gone off way on a, off a tangent there. Um, so with 3CW, we had a, a, a little working relationship there. Um, yeah, and they, these were just uh, mostly local events. Um, sometimes, you know, we ventured out. Um, if you remember the whole, I don't want to go on to this, but if you remember the whole 1PW will not die thing, 2007 mm -hmm. it was 3cw that were involved um along with uh len davies with uh real quality wrestling who i was also working for at the time so it was cool for me um and then they ran until 2013 um shut shop came back briefly in 2016 and ran till um just before 2019 so they weren't around uh for too long uh the second time um, but I've got a lot of fond memories of, of 3CW and obviously a lot of my friends came from there and stuff. One of the coolest things is when we had like uh, Takeshi Morishima from Pro Wrestling Noah and he, he won the 3CW title and we made news online. And this is, you know, just before uh, social media sort of took off. So it was cool to see him, um, you know, on some of the wrestling sites saying that new 3CW champion Takeshi Morishima. And we give him a T-shirt. And I, I don't know if you remember Takeshi Morishima. He's, he's no longer at uh, Pro Wrestling Noah now. But he's a huge, huge man. Uh, didn't mm -hmm. speak a word of English. 
Um, um, but I was told by Doug Williams, just speak to him in Japanese because that's what they do with me all the time. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just remember the the Noah music coming on in the building because uh, we, we played at the start of the event because it was when it, it, Noah was quite hot, I would have said, in 2006. It had a following in this country. Yep. I don't know, remember that time. But we had a lot of fans that just came up just to see uh, Takeshi Morishima and uh, Mohamed Yon. Um, and they were, at the time, the Global Audit Crown uh, Tag Team Champions. And um, and he was marking out. He's going, oh, no more music. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't again. Didn't speak a word of English. And and I'm trying to have this conversation about how he wrestled Masawa quite recently. Um, <laughs> and I'm saying, oh, Masawa. And I think he understood what I'm. There was just little words that you can pick up on. I don't know if you've ever had a conversation with somebody yep. who can't speak English but speaks Japanese. It's really interesting. You, you just pick up little things that he was saying. It was like, and he's telling me about, oh, did the you know, he's talking about the backdrop driving suplex. I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, so and Masawa-san. And, and, you know, um, and I'm trying to, you know, not use broken English and not be disrespectful and stuff. And mm-hmm. and having this conversation, he's speaking full Japanese, I'm speaking full English, and it was that that was cool. So I've got a lot of, me- lot of memories. I could spend all day talking about things like that from 3CW. But, yeah, that was, that was 3CW. Okay. And you mentioned what culture. Now, this is one, obviously, I, I've seen a lot of their stuff, but how did that all come about? Um, oh gosh, um, what with myself involved or just how it happened or yourself involved? Mm. So I knew one of the guys that was sort of helping them, um, because he he pitched the idea. Excuse me, I've just got something on my screen there. Um, he pitched the idea of uh, them running an actual uh wrestling company, um, and he wanted me involved, and I was there at the first tapings. And I remember being in the back doing doing promos. And that was the first good time I met uh, the What Culture guys who obviously went on to Cultaholic and stuff. So I, I, I met all those guys, um, um, Adam Pacitti and that crew. I don't know how well you know them. Um, and uh, that's that's it, really. Um, I was only I was only like doing backstage promos at first, but they someone was there on my side pitching for me to be the the ring announcer. And I know Simon Miller had done it for a bit, uh, and then they brought me in to announce, um, and that was it really. And uh, you know, I knew a lot of people there, uh, which was cool. You know, the workers, uh, the talent involved, people behind the scenes, um, and uh, and yeah, it's kind of cool to see where Cody Rhodes is now. You know, to have him there, and he was one of the, you know, the 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 main. Uh, attractions of of what culture pro wrestling and it grew and grew and and uh, yeah a lot of lot of good memories. Um, Gabe Kid uh, was there when he was very young. He got over, and now he's you know doing good things in New Japan. I saw a clip earlier today. I don't know if you've seen it, and it's man, um, it, it it works both ways. You know, it's cool to work with the big stars. Um, obviously, Will Osprey was there. Uh, Drew was there. Um, Walter, you know, at the time. Um, so it's cool to see those guys, but it's also cool to see, um, you know, people building themselves up and going on to, and doing great things, like say, Gabe Kid and mm-hmm. Joe Hendry, who's a good friend of mine, and now he's in TNA and stuff, uh, doing really well. Um, yeah. Um, what culture was an experience. The best thing about what culture I, I liked was doing the the live pay per views that went out. Um, you know, actually going out live. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop Doug Williams again, just just because he was an agent there, and um, 
I remember being really nervous for that first one. Uh, they refused to lose in, in 2016. And, um, you know, we had Jim Cornette there and Jim Ross on commentary, which was insane. And, you know, I'm such a, a Cornette mark. I, I really am. And just to, to sit down and talk with Cornette. And all we did was talk. I, I had so many things to talk to him about in wrestling. And all we did was talk about Donald Trump. Because Donald <laughs> Trump wasn't in power yet. And we were just laughing about it. And Trump said this. And Trump said that. So before we went out, we were joking about that. But to get to my point, Doug Williams, I was saying, oh, you know, it's nervous. We're going out live. This is amazing. I always wanted, this is what I wanted to do. And uh, he says, it's just you know, it's just another, it's a, it's a, a live event that just happens to be taped. You've done this, you know, for nearly 20 years, Stevie, it's it'll be all right. And it was, and it was, you know, I was the first one out there and it was just, it was just so cool. We had um, Kurt Angle against Joe Hendry in the main event. Um, amazing. And uh, I remember Joseph Connors against uh, Martin Kirby on the undercard. Well, it was, it was like a double main event. That was uh, a title match. And, uh, this is at the uh, Newcastle University. Lots of uh, bands have played there and all sorts. Um, so we're going out live. Kirby comes to the ring. He's getting this huge reaction because he's he's got over through the you know the tapings that we were doing for YouTube and stuff. And uh, I've known Kirby before he became a wrestler and he trained even through three CW and other places and stuff. And he just hurt me and just went, "It's all right, this day, isn't it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, this is cool. This is this is what I wanted to do." And I don't know if I said this last time, Liam, but it was, you know, you, you know, growing up. Um, I mean, I say growing up. I'll have been in my twenties or something. But I, I remember having the dream of. Uh, oh, I had the dream where I was ring announcing on Raw, but it was Jim Cornette was there and Jim Ross, and when I was ready to announce, pointed to me. Well, that actually happened, <laughs> you know, because I'm like, how do we communicate? I don't want to talk over you, Jim. And, and Cornette's just like, I'll point to you. And it was just like amazing. Like when we, we you know, they're sitting there a little bit, like, we're ready. Let's go up to our ring and out. And I'm like, I don't believe this. I'm so happy. You can see the clip. You can watch, you probably be able to watch it now on, on YouTube or something. And um, yeah, it was, it's, it's cool to have mark out moments still. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's funny you mentioned live pay per views. I don't see that as often anymore. Is there a reason for that, or is it just the way the market's gone? It's just the setup, I think. Um, it might be the way the market's gone. Obviously, there's streaming services now, which weren't really a thing. Into, I mean, the, they were a thing, but not for live events. You know, it was it wasn't heard of. I don't know if was if anyone was doing live streaming in 2016. Obviously, we were with the what culture stuff, uh, but you had to pay for it um on their site um i think that they did have a service i tell a lie they did have a service that you subscribe to um but i think it's just the equipment now the, the cool thing about what culture is they had all the equipment this is why it was pitched to them that they should run a wrestling company because they were doing these you know the videos and stuff on youtube mm -hmm. they had all the equipment and they could go out live now when we, we were doing 1pw last i did ask about this is, is there any reason why they're not going out live because they went out recorded on fight and excuse me uh they were just saying that they didn't have the means which i thought was you know quite interesting or or sometimes the building wouldn't allow it There's, there was a venue with what culture where we couldn't go out live i think it went out the next day and that was the reason it was just i the technical side i'm, I'm fascinated as much as anybody um i don't fully know the ins and outs um I mean, there was there was times when you know we were about to go live and something would would go wrong, and it was just a case of just give us ten seconds, thirty seconds, 
And I'm watching the guy behind the thing on the laptop and he's trying to get back in. We need the stream. We need the stream back up. And and then they'd give me the cue, you know, when they knew we were going out live and stuff. Um, but it was awesome. And doing that first one in particular, I was I'm, I was always a big fan of, oh, we have to, you know, be on time. And it's, you know, it's like TV that we're doing and we have to be a, a, a three-hour pay-per-view. Um, and I think that one lasted uh, two hours 45, so we were under. There was, one, there was one event where we were over by about three minutes, um, and I won't say whose fault that was, but they're doing well now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next question. <laughs> now, being in the wrestling announcing for so long, like you said, 20 years, it's like a two-part question. This One, are you critical of your own work? And number two, are you critical of other people's? Yes, on, on both counts. Um, and again, I don't know if I touched on this last time. Very critical of my own work. I, I'll, I'll watch it back and I cringe and I, I, I say, you know, things not quite right. I know when you had uh, Jessie on the show, she was saying she's never made a mistake. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very critical of, of the way I pronounce things and I've got things slightly off. I've, I've listened to it back and gone. What was I saying there? You know, I've got it. It's like when I announce Nathan Cruz, and I do it on purpose. But and I know he's he said to me, he says he said Cruz, Cruz. You know, it's not it's Cruz, but it's you know just the way you announce things. Um, when I announced uh, Ruby Soa last time, and it, it, you know she's from Indiana, I think I told you this, and I'm like, it sounds like I say India, on on, and I watched it by the way, it sounds like India, and I say it so quickly, and it's like uh, and the music's loud and. I'm marking out for rancid and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very critical of my own work. Um, very critical of others as well. I, I always watch. I really like this woman on um, on Raw in WA at the moment. I don't know I her name. Pitch, I can picture. I know you you're on about her. I can't oh. I always say the one with the death metal voice because she has got yeah. the, the big lungs, hasn't she? And she? I think she's excellent. I think she's so distinctive. Um, the mistakes I see from other announcers make me cringe. And I'm like, why Why would you do that? Um, if you're playing to three... I won't give too many of my secrets away, but I'll, I'll give a few. Um, if you're playing to three sides, why would you turn your back on the audience? I don't mind going up to the ring and saying, you know, introducing your first opponent. I tend to stand back because the entrance tends to be there, if that makes sense. So I'm not mm -hmm. in the way of people, which I have been before. I remember doing that to AJ Styles and he came around me. <laughs> um, but yeah, stand back if you play into three sides. If you turn it around, you've got your back to the audience. I mean, that's a that's a theatre thing that they should know better. Um, I, I hear people see my cue cards. Sometimes you've got no choice, and I make it a thing. I remember Will Ospreay saying to me that I was too bothered about the cue, you know, not having cue cards. And it's like, Stevie, if you need them, you know, make it into a thing. Like, Michael Buffett, does it? everyone sees his cue cards. But it's just the way I see someone else, the way they hold them, and it just looks wandering around the ring. I had a problem with that when I first started, um, but I see it all the time, just walking around the ring, and it's like, when on... You know, TV wrestling, wrestling on TV. Have you seen that? The announcer just wander around the ring. Doesn't happen. Why are people doing it? And you'll notice it all the time now, Liam. When you go to these other events, and I'm not there. I'm like, what? What are you doing? I told Jesse um, before. Um, I love you if you're watching. By the way, um, <laughs> one time, and I've had a ram on on. She'll hate me for saying this on on the top rope, not leaning, but it was like. Don't touch the ropes. 
don't touch the ropes. Why do you touch it? I'm behind your back. Microphone there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, some people have never watched wrestling. <laughs> when I see some of these announcers, I seen one guy. He, he came out. He, he had a big run up, and he just slid under the bottom rope. He's the ring announcer. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Putting yourself over, you know. So I see all kinds of. Yeah, I'm very critical of all that stuff. But I'm, I'm, I'm. If anyone wants to come back on me as well, I'm, I'm a way bigger critic than you'll ever be on myself. So can't be done. Does other announcers ask you for like for advice and stuff, or little tips and stuff? No, they should though, shouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> You've just been critical for the last five minutes. Sometimes, I mean, you know, I could do this seminar, but I don't want to take my spots away. Um, just things like, you know, if you've got one guy that's going over tonight, or he's the big star, and yeah, let's say for argument's sake, he's in a four-way. I don't know, I'm just plucking ideas out of thin area. And you've you've got somebody on who's a big star, and you go out and say, Are we ready for the show tonight? Are we ready to see the big star? And that's it. Well, you just give the way the finish. <laughs> Have you not? Kind of. Um, I don't know, things like that irritate me. Calling it a show, I hate that. It's an event. Or, you know, whatever name the event is. Settle the score. Welcome to Settle the Score. I'm not gonna go welcome to the show. Now, if I do that, you can come back on me. But it's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> you know I'm going to listen for that, right? Listen for that. If I say sure, you can you can be critical of me as much as you want. You can give me two and a half stars, whatever you want. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, dear, so being in the wrestling world, like I said, for 20 years, you've probably met so many Robinson wrestlers, so many stories yeah. and stuff like that. If you could pick two stars which stick out for you and we're talking 20 years what could I, I be? can't because they'll be they'll be either slagging somebody off or they'll be x-rated or um i don't know i've said a few today that are quite nice um i, I, I don't know um do you want me to name drop or i think i told you the manami toyota story before didn't i and and the Ric Flair one and stuff like that. Just, you know, not, not to mark out for these people, but it's it's just cool. Like, you know, when I did the Q&A with Ric Flair and I went backstage and he's there with his, you know, with two women, whoever he was with at the time or whatever. And I just said, how was that, you know, Mr. Flair? And he's like, oh, that was, that was really great. And then he started going, you know, these two women are really smitten with you. And I felt like I was in like a raw skit or something. And I'm like looking for the camera. And it's, it's a, you know, just little things like that. It's the little things. But I think, you know, when you see your friends or people that you've known for years and you see them again um, after not seeing them for a long time, it's it's cool. I know wrestling, you know, they say there's a lot of seedy things that go on behind the scenes. And, you know, I'm not defending it. I think that's true for everywhere. But, you know, some of the, um, you know, most interesting people I've ever met, you know, I've met in wrestling and, um as I think I said before, I haven't spoke to, I haven't seen in person Ollie Burns for years, but we do, you know, we've spoken online and uh, it's cool to keep in contact. And then when I see him again, it'll, you know, be a big hug or whatever. Um, so, you know, it's always really cool. And there's just people that you you won't see for, uh, for years on end. Um, I think, you know, I'm thinking about like Len Davies who, who passed away and he really did mean well for British wrestling and working for him in London and, 
uh, real quality wrestling. He really wanted the best and he had the production and he was doing things that nobody else was doing at the time. Um, so I think he's a little bit of a, an unsung hero in some ways with, with what he was trying to do. Um, and, and I just wish he'd, you know, been able to have that realisation or um, being able to get British wrestling on, on TV, you know, week by week. I know we've had um, World of Sport on in um, subsequent years or, or whatever. And that was always the promised land. Um, I don't mean to repeat myself from last time, but, you know, ITV was always, we have to get back on ITV. I have to get back on ITV. Well, you know, we're looking at nearly, wow, nearly 40 years, isn't it, since British wrestling hasn't been on ITV. And ITV is not what it was then. You know, no. you're talking about a time when the vast majority of people, and we can talk about that when we talk about the fandom and stuff, because um, I am interested in that particular uh, subject. But, you know, it was a time when people only had four channels. Very few people had cable. Sky, Even when Sky came along in the early days, you know, ITV was watched by, I don't know what the figures are, but, you know, just about everybody. And, and now it's not. It, I mean, that's just the truth, mm -hmm. the way television is, and because of uh, other alternatives and entertainment. Um so yeah, I went off on a bit of a tangent there, Lee. Answer your question. Any stories? I don't know. They'll they'll come back to me later. Um, nothing particularly um, exciting comes to mind at the moment, but I might think of something later. <laughs> okay, okay. So before we ask you about your wrestling fandom, I've obviously I want to ask you this question. You've obviously worked for so many promotions. You've done so much in twenty years. What's mm. left for you personally? What you want to achieve from now until basically whenever? Look, I, I'm not doing, and, and people have said this, I'm not around as much as I used to be. I, I'm not doing it every weekend. I'm not doing it half as much. I don't need to do it. I don't want to do small events, and that's not me being egotistical. Um, I had no aspirations to ever go to a major company. I got to work for Impact. That's pretty good, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm not out to, to get a job with the WE or anybody like that because it's never going to happen. Why would, they, why would they employ me when they can get some supermodel or whatever but you, you see my point i'm not in it for that i want to see british wrestling do well i want to get my teeth sunk into something that does well in this country that's got television that's got you know big events um even even doing wrestling in newcastle and seeing it grow and and hearing them talk about you know running other places um is exciting to me um just being a part of something being a bit more involved uh I, you know i treat it like a hobby still uh, yes, it has paid well for me over the years at various points. Um, you know, I don't devote my life to it, but uh, just being involved, I think, if that answers your question or not, I don't know. But um, I think that's, you know, just going along with the ride as, for as long as I can. There you go. There you go. Now then, the big question, the one which obviously I'm excited to obviously learn, and it's cost you wrestling fandom. We didn't ask this, obviously, on the last show, so now I'm excited to learn. Go ahead. Hmm. Well, it might it might cause some views to switch off. I don't know, but I'm really interested in in people's fandom mm -hmm. and the way television is in this country and the way um, that television made um, wrestling fans at various points. Now, I'm going to ask yourself, Liam. I don't know if you've ever re re revealed to the magic of wrestling viewers anything about your fandom when when you got into it, and I'll be able to just fill you in on a few points as I go along. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, th like I always remember, like it was, and I remember. The Has anyone asked you that? Nobody, nobody <laughs> ever asked. Oh, there you go. So I'll sit back and then 
I'll have a so long I can, actually, I, I can actually give you obviously the p- first pay per view I actually watched was was Armageddon, the one I always remember, which was Armageddon two thousand, the Hell in a Cell with six men, Rikishi, Undertaker, Stone Cold, all you big stars, and that was probably my first pay per view I actually watched. Right, and do you remember what channel that was on? No, <laughs> it was on Channel Four. So oh, I know okay. these kind of geeky things. So yeah, so this was the the weird period when you had four pay per views a year that were on Channel Four. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. And then you found out when the television was, or yeah, did you have Sky? Uh, no, I used to stop at my uncle's. Who obviously had Sky. Then I used to watch go. all the pay. There you go. That's my point. Yeah, because it, it it's such an interesting thing in this country. And if you asked, I don't know, Joe Dombrowski or you know one of your American colleagues or whatever, they're going to have a very different perspective of pro wrestling mm-hmm. on television in this country. Now, it's not well documented enough. I talked to uh, the editor of Inside the Ropes because there was a, a great article that Finn Martin, who used to edit uh, Power Slam, who I think is a bit of a legend and um, you know an unsung hero in this country uh, for a lot of people's fandom, um, he wrote an article about the history of uh, WWE, WWF mm-hmm. on Sky Television, which I found quite interesting. And before he wrote that article, I was actually trying to find the very first uh, WWF show that I've seen. So so to cast your mind back, I was very, very young um, mm-hmm. at the time. I just want to point that out. <laughs> I'm not as old as I'm. I'm, This is probably going to age me what I'm going to tell you now because I looked up this information and I did send you the link on yep. itvwrestling.co.uk. And there's a reason for that. So I grew up in the 80s. Uh, British wrestling was still on television, but it was not World of Sport. This is a myth, right? So this is after okay. World of Sport. This is when it's its own, because people say, oh, I saw World of Sport. You didn't. It was British wrestling, right? And it was on, I believe, early afternoon. Now, when it was popular, it was on at 4 o'clock. Um, but mm-hmm. it did move, and this is part of the reason why I think ultimately it got cancelled. Um, obviously, Greg Dyke, who was in charge at the time, he made the decision. I'm really interested in this kind of stuff. Like I said, I don't want to put off any viewers if you're not. But... Um, I thought this was really interesting. So I was trying to think of the first uh, WF uh, show that I've seen, and I remember it vividly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was on ITV. So th- keep in mind, we only had four channels. Vast majority yep. of people only had four television channels. So it was on ITV. Um, and I found out, thanks to the internet, not that long ago, that it was the 17th of January, 1987. Right. And at the time, and I've looked it up and I've seen some of the footage since, and it, the the film the show specifically well they did the links for ITV mm-hmm. um, and it was Mean Gene and he was saying this is a, a transatlantic broadcast the world seemed a much bigger place then we didn't have the internet so America was like the land of Oz it was a million miles away and um, transatlantic broadcast WWF special and I always remembered the British Bulldogs versus the Hart Foundation and yep. I've looked it up since. Um, and that show also had Kamala versus Sal Belomo. Can't remember that at all. And uh, a lumberjack match with Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage. So you can see, which was actually taped nearly the year prior on the 17th of February, 1986. Okay, so they put the show together specifically for ITV. Now, I looked this up a few years ago, so I would have been seven years old when I've seen this. <laughs> so how I remembered, I, could, I couldn't tell you anything about that Savage and Hulk Hogan match. Mm. But the Bulldogs made an impression on me. I don't know if it was just because they had the dogs and I'm seven and, you know, <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. um, seven-year-olds uh, cling on to. But I found out this was the first uh, WWF show in this country 
on terrestrial television and it made a hell of a lot of WF fans in one day. Like, the viewership was apparently astronomical. I don't have the numbers. If you look on the, the internet, I'm sure you can find it. It might take a while if you're interested in such things. But I always remembered this. As a result of that program, and uh, they showed British wrestling, obviously, up to 1988, and then it was cancelled. But now and again, they show a WWF special, transatlantic special. Um, so I did watch British wrestling now and again, and I do remember Big Daddy and stuff. But I was always like, when's the WF on? When's the WWF mm. on? That's that's the real stuff. That's the good stuff, you know? Um, as a result of this program, though, ITV didn't jump on it. It was Sky Television. And Sky Television in the early days used the WWF to sell which sounds crazy now, given their relationship and everything that's happened since, um, to sell satellite dishes. That and The Simpsons in the early days. It was, you know, Hulk Hogan on the posters and Bart Simpson and stuff. Um, but I really remember um, the first live event I saw, I think I was at uh, Pontins, if you remember the holiday camp. So it's kind of like yep. Pontins. And it must have been, the, it was the summer of 1988. So it's just being cancelled on ITV, I think. Someone could correct me on that. Um, and I can find out now, but I can't be bothered. Um, <laughs> it was a rematch from a match. I don't know who was in the match, but it was a rematch I saw in person um, from a match that had been on TV. Um, and then I remember the year after going to Pontins as well, we made it an annual thing for a bit, my, my parents. And I had my best friend with me, and we watched this wrestling. And I thought this was quite interesting because I thought about this not that long ago. So I'd be nine years old when I seen my second match or whatever it was. And I walked away after about five minutes, Lee, and we both walked away. We were insulted. We went and played on the arcades um, because the, the guy grabbed the other guy and he was like, shall I hit him? And it was real pantomime stuff. So I know that there's people out there that are more old school than even me. And, and they're going to be like, no, that, that's that's the proper stuff. That's actually going to put a lot of kids off that kind of, shall I hit him? Should I? You know what I mean? And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, well, we were there going, well, of course you should hit him. Well, I don't understand this. And we didn't know it was a work, so we just thought it was silly. So we walked away. Um, but then I remember my cousin, I became a big WWF fan when my cousin got Sky TV. And I'll never forget, um, so this is early 1990. And he said, do you want to watch wrestling? And I thought he meant British wrestling. And I thought, is it back on or whatever, you know? And he's like, no, 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 uh, WF's on Sky. And I'd remembered it because of, you know, the, mm -hmm. the transatlantic um, broadcast. Uh, sorry, it's a long-winded answer to this. Um, but I'll go through my history because I'll tell you about some live events and stuff as well. Um, so we watched an episode of um, Wrestling Challenge, it would have been, mm -hmm. um, in the early 90s. And they were building up WrestleMania six. Like, and, and still to this day, even when I've gone back and watched it and checked it, is it just nostalgia or whatever? I don't think they've managed to get that feeling of the way they did, you know, the old event centers with Mean Gene there and the, you know, interview with Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. The way they built up that match, it was just mm -hmm. like, this is the biggest thing ever. I've got to see WrestleMania 6 now. <laughs> um, unfortunately, at the time, to watch WrestleMania 6, you needed a decoder device i don't know mm -hmm. if anybody remembers this so you had to have sky tv you had to have the astra satellite dish plus a decoder device which i think was another hundred pounds or something stupid and then you had to subscribe to sky movies to be able to see, see wwf pay-per-views there it was impossible they made it but because of that they were special 
Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it was it was more special if you could see them. Now I went back and researched some of this, and I, like I said, I don't know if anybody cares about such information, but it seems to me um, WrestleMania Six was the first event shown live on Sky Movies at the time because that was the only subscription channel. So that's how they made you buy it, basically. Um, Royal Rumble 1990 was actually live on Sky One, and because it was an afternoon show, it started at mm-hmm. nine o'clock. Now, how cool would that have been, you know, to watch a WF pay-per-view from America? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the last few years, we've been uh, quite lucky because we've been able to watch, you know, UK events and Saudi Arabia events a bit earlier and mm-hmm. stuff. But, yeah, yep. they, they were on a bit earlier back then. Um, and I found an advert on YouTube as well. You can look this up. The The first um, WWF or WWE party at one of the, the pubs, you know, the, like the pay-per-view events and stuff. Would have yep. been for Royal Rumble ninety, and Sky advertised it. The the advert is, and I couldn't believe it. And it's like very. Did people realize this that this was going on in ninety ninety? And it was like, how many people I wouldn't have showed up? And now, you know, how popular was it? But I remember, you know, at that in that time frame, it just suddenly got hotter and hotter and hotter. And that obviously they ended up doing SummerSlam ninety two, Wembley Stadium, which I didn't go to. Friends did, uh, but I became a huge W. WF fan at the time. We had BSB and I won't bore people with that, but it was an alternative Sky. Sky bought it out and then suddenly I can watch WWF at the end of 1990. So Cotton Dodd quite quickly became a big fan. Um, and then as I went on, discovered other promotions. Um, went to a, a live event in 93 at Whitley Bay Ice Rink. Uh, it was just after WrestleMania 9, that one, where the main event was uh, Mr. Perfect versus Lex Luger. Uh, and I just remember thinking that that match was so much better than the WrestleMania 9 one. Um, whether it was or not, I don't know. I'll never know now because it wasn't filmed. But yeah, sorry, it's a bit of a long-winded answer. But if you've got any questions surrounding that, Liam. Um, yeah. <laughs> I always remember like when I actually learned like there were wrestling promotions outside, you know, like WWE. Because when I was yeah. younger, I, I only ever thought there was WWE. And the funny thing yeah. is... When we first got Sky, I was flicking through the channels. I'm like, oh, there's Mick Foley. I thought he's WWE. And then it's like, oh, TNA. And then you go down the rabbit of TNA, then stuff like that, and so on and so on. And then that, for me, that's when I'm like, do you know what? I want to learn do you know, more about outside WWE. Obviously, then you learn Ring of Honor, New Japan. Do you know what I mean? The list is endless. Yeah. Well, it was much harder then because obviously we're told that the, the only cats in town were WWF, British wrestling being cancelled. So that must have been naff, right? And you know, mm-hmm. WWF's it. Uh, I remember thinking WCW was, was a rip-off uh, in a lot of respects um, just because of the way they advertised things at the time. I think they had... Um, I'll never forget seeing this. There was something out, and it was called Super Slam or something. I don't know if it was a figure or it was a game or something. And just thinking, that sounds such a rip-off of, like, SummerSlam. It's, you know what I mean? And it kind of put me off. But I remember WCW did air, not so much where I live in the Northeast, but in certain parts of the country, late at night, on ITV, so you, you could watch WCW, but keeping track of it was a, was a bit harder, I think. Um, and then I found uh, there used to be a German channel on the old Astra satellite dish. Um, again, the days before the internet, it's crazy. Um, it was a German channel called DSF, and they showed WCW pay-per-views. So, folks, if if you're complaining about wrestling today, it's so much... I know I sound ancient saying that. You just... Click on YouTube or you find the streaming service or whatever. Back then, I had to figure out the day and the time the WCW was on a German channel and watch it in German. Now, some people would say it probably made more sense in German, but 
There you go. <laughs> uh, you know what? This is a great thing to end on because it's something I've always wanted to learn is obviously wrestling fandoms. And you're right. Yeah. I think it's one of, is it one of those things where once you find something, you're just going to go down a rabbit hole, as the saying goes? <laughs> That's right, yeah, and and you know, we I went through. It was weird because it became really popular in this country, and it was it was such a phenomena. Those the early nineties and stuff. It really was it just took off. Uh, WWF, and then I would say around about ninety three, ninety four, fans kind of dropped off. Um, but I, I don't know if that was so much, you know, what they were doing in the promotions at the time. There wasn't, you know, your your Hulk Hogan's and your Ultimate Warriors and things like that, and it would they focused more on your your Bret Hart's and they brought new people in. And I remember one kid at school, I remember him saying to me, um, I stopped watching because they brought people in from WCW and I didn't like that. And I'm like, but the Steiner brothers are awesome. Why, why are you saying that? Um, <laughs> didn't understand it. Um, but yeah, some people, you know, grow out of it, whatever that means when, you know, they hit 13, 14, whatever age it is. Um, and some people stick with it. And I think, you know, the people who are going to stick with it and be fans for life and the people who aren't. Um, but then I discovered like, like I say, Power Slam magazine, I, I credit a lot. Uh, and it was Superstars Wrestling before then because they were covering all kinds of things. I mean, seeing pictures of ECW and FMW and like, what, what's this hardcore stuff, you know, this crazy stuff in Japan. Um, and then there was tape traders. And then to see stuff, you used to have to order through the tape traders, get the, you know, bad copy, um, badly copied VHS. Um and that that's how we we watched it and if it if it wasn't for that stuff i might have you know stopped watching myself because there was a point where I, oh, i'm a bit sick of wf i want to watch you know other things but thankfully discovered um the tape traders and stuff um but yeah um that's it it's uh it's a different time now there's so much content out there I sometimes think there might be too much content and you don't value you know those uh you know the matches and the the events that we once had because there's so much wrestling on TV now. I, I don't know how that's probably another co conversation for another day, but yeah. 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 Do you know what? This has been absolutely fun. Absolutely amazing. And I could talk to you <laughs> oh, for hours. Stories. I don't have any good stories. I mean, I do, but not that I can tell. <laughs> I wish I could. Okay. okay. Maybe you can tell me after we're done. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> okay so one final thing then steve before we head off we do this on every show anything okay. you want to plug uh i think we plugged it at the start you know um and, and 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 just to reiterate what i said earlier um you know there's new generation wrestling's out there wrestling in newcastle there's lots of other great places that you can go to but you know any fans that are unsure of taking the plunge look into it you know as i say it's so much easier these days to be able to access footage um look at the people on the poster find out who they are if you're unsure there's probably footage on youtube you can check people out and uh and yeah and if it's if 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 it's you know what's a tenor now you know it's nothing you know go along see what it's like if it's not for you don't be put off there's there's other places um so just keep uh, supporting british wrestling and we'll, we'll see where we go you know we like what we like i'm very opinionated when it comes to that stuff um you know i am very much a Jim Cornette guy. I don't agree with everything he says, but I agree with a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, just 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 keep uh, just keep supporting us, and uh, I'll be there now and again. Not as much as I used to be, but I'm about. 
Of course. So NGW returns to the East Mount Centre on March the 9th. I will obviously be there in person. There's uh, obviously one coming up on June 28th. That's I'm not quite sure on that one yet. Wrestling in Newcastle will be there on May the 4th at Settle the Score. Go mm-hmm. check it out. I'm going to be there for that event as well, travelling two hours to go and see that, by the way. So, yeah. Um, any final words, Steve, before we head off? Uh, Wrestling Newcastle, full events are also on YouTube. Um, no, uh, just to thank you, Liam, if you want me back on. We can talk about the current scene. If you want to talk about what happened on Raw last week, I'm game for that, whatever you want. Um, I think there was probably a few points uh, I might have inadvertently made there that you know could turn into topics of conversation. Um, and, and yourself, I think there's a few things that you said that uh, mm-hmm. would be interesting to, to deep dive into and find out more, but yeah. There you go. Thanks for watching, guys.